Back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. We are joined by the old school crew once again. Sutter Hammond text line is always open to you. 402-464-5685 if you want to chime in on any of the discussion or any of the topics. We have DP the Great with us right now. We are so glad to have him with us joining us on the block, Austin and I. DP, man, how you doing today? What's happening with you? Where are you at? I'm hanging hey, in there, DP. Where, where, hanging where, in there, where man. Where you at? What, 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 I'm in the same spot. I'm, I'm just waiting on... What hilltop mansion are you overlooking the the skies? <laughs> like I know you're looking down on the on the clouds. No. Like yeah. <laughs> no, no sir, no sir. Yo, know, how many? Just waiting how, on my flight arrangements to take place. How many? How many servants do they have cleaning the room for you? <laughs> I, I, I miss Thirsty Thursday, so you know I'm tapping in right now, getting an early start. You know, we're trying to get it in. I was wondering where you, you know, I know you, you, you have to check in with the peasants and the masses, but, you know, it, it seems like the Wi-Fi at the castle is good. So you you do you, Oh, you, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> DP, man, listen, we've been talking a little bit about, um, you know, this, this NCAA D1 board, uh, that approved this transformation committee. A lot of times we've also discussed also on the block and Jay, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, but we've talked also about um, that the NCAA, it just seems like they've been irrelevant. They've been non-existent. They, they pop up and pop out every now and then when they want to throw somebody under the bus just to make it look like they're doing something. But now they've created these committees um, uh, to be hopefully effect, uh, effective in areas like the NIL and the transfer portal and also with health and wellness and, and mental health uh, for some of the players to give them a little extended uh, connection uh, if they happen to have or deal with some of these issues while they're on campus and so forth and so on. They've also talked about uh, different expansions and brackets and also an additional uh, 32 game as well for the women's similar to what they have for the NIT. Also other things like that, adding you know, do they add on to the 60-14, but they talked about the 20. You got all these different things that are going on. Is that just is that just work to look and feel like they're doing something, or are they actually looking to make an impact in collegiate sports? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey Strick, you know how the rule goes. When you want to look like you're doing something, start a committee. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the best thing that they mm-hmm. might have done is they floated it out there that they are going to drop try to stop or lessen the lessen the encouragement of kids transferring three or four times going you know when you see guys that have played six six years and they've been at four universities uh, i can understand that uh, especially if they're you know fortunate enough somehow to finesse the system and be at a power five um i think if you want a really a glimpse into what the ncaa will do is you look at the college football committee and how long it took them to not only come to terms with expansion, vote on expansion, and then really even come to a date. So if you go back to even last year during college football season, they were they had their committee, and then they kind of rotated, you know, the, every I think two years, and then they were like, oh yeah, well the update is as we probably obviously flew everybody to some, you know, five star, you know, gold plated hotel and all that stuff that. We just want to give an announcement to let you know that we met, but we didn't come to any conclusion. 
then they only make decisions mm. when they have to. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think they've been slow to it. I think they've been uh, – I think they were – I think their first initial reaction, which was coming to terms with NIL, which had actually tried to be in effect always since, you know, Ed O'Bannon. So, look, it's with, you know, over 20-some years. They lost. They're like, you know what, here, you deal with it. I'm going to take my ball and go home, let total chaos reign try to come in and do a little bit of something with regulations, which they did, but it's too much out of control. And now they're just picking and choosing their fight. I think they'll get really excited when uh, March Madness comes around because that's their bell cow. All right. DP probably nothing much to add. I mean, he pretty much said pretty much everything well, that I'm, you, I'm, you would have to add. I, I'm, on, I'm on this side when it comes to NCAA. They're, they're constantly and consistently late. Like all of mm. this, all of this is required now in a rush, and and it's a fake hustle, because they could have done basic things. They could have done basic things well long time ago, and they were in denial, and they and they told lies about what what revenue streams were, what the numbers looked like, what their responsibilities were, what the possibilities were, and then once it was taken from them, and once the power brokers that kept them in play waved the flag and said, you know what, y'all are doing too much without doing enough. It's it's the old James Brown saying, talking loud and saying nothing. That's the that's the NCAA. And what they're doing now, I'm not interested. I'm not interested because you lost every opportunity to just do the right thing because it was the right thing. Like they could have set – all of this organization mm-hmm. in place. They could have set NIL boundaries in place. They could have set uh, new rules for engagement for the conferences. They could have set uh, universal rules across the board for broadcast revenue and how it was distributed and how it was shared. They could have taken care of the smaller schools that needed some revenue from the top schools that were sitting in abundance. They could have taken care of the student body. I don't know, the whole entire asset base, (laughs) which is the student body of every university, charter member university. And now when they've been kicked to the curb by the people who legally protected them, they're going to act like now we have a heart. Oh, Look what we're doing now, and shame on you. Shame on you. Because they could have done everything mm-hmm. that was required in order, on time, and on purpose. And instead, they sat back, and they just got fat and happy. And now that you're fat and happy and you have to go to work, it looks uncomfortable. Like, if you've been fat and happy mm-hmm. for a while and you've been chilling, and then all of a sudden you got to work and get up and work, move with some quickness and on purpose and with an expedite. Quick. He said right, quickness. Right? You got to work with a quickness. No, we understand. I know it, what right? you mean. Right? But that's just the best. <laughs> all I'm doing is I'm picturing one of these dudes in, the, in like, what are their, like, five or $10,000 suits trying to hustle. Hey, I got to get to this meeting. When they would get to the meeting, whatever, you know, it started whenever they got there. Now they got to be on time. Well, it's that thing, right, You get where you get caught. Like, honey, I've been going, I've been going to these meetings every – I've been going to these 12 meetings every year for the last 40 years. I've been going to these 12 meetings. And there's a certain pace and comfortable movement that happens at those 12 meetings, right? Because really you're not doing any work. You're just going to party and hang out and backslap and laugh at how much money you're making without really doing anything off the backs of other folks. And then when they realize that they've taken that comfort away and you actually have to work, they don't know how. They don't know how because the people 
who were who were making things move in NIL are moving without them. They're moving in spaces mm-hmm. that the NCAA has removed itself resource. Those people aren't connected to the NCAA anymore. They're not connected. So now you have to reach out because guess what? All those people are dealing with sports agents and parents and students themselves because that's where the business. As a matter of fact, a lot of university heads have to get their hustle on because they've been circumvented in the system the way things are operating because people said, listen, NCAA, we're not here for the NCAA. We're actually here for the student athletes. We're actually here for the universities. We're actually here for the communities. We're actually here for the families. So guess what? We've been over here building communities from the ground up. And you sitting outside looking at an old house that isn't functional anymore. The wiring's bad. The bricks don't work. The, the mortar's not in place. The foundation's shaky. And now you trying to find the best available workers to do the best work quickly to make it look like you king of the hill. And you're not. I love it. Station identify, and then we'll come real quick right after this to just briefly touch on uh, the Nebraska-Purdue game and then what they're going to talk about on Old School when we come back. Station identify. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM first. 93.7 The Ticket. Um, quick, quick on Nebraska Purdue tonight. Um, going to West Lafayette, Purdue's going to be ready for them. They're 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 they're, they're going to be very. Uh, uh, they're going to have be have. They're going to have studied the film on the last game that they played. What Nebraska did to have success. Nebraska plays very similarly to to how Rutgers plays. Who popped him? So. What are, you, what are your quick expectations, uh, DP, to start and then Jay to finish, and then we'll find out what you guys are talking about in old school. What 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 what, what you got? Well, they better look at th- at three minute stretches in the first half, in the second half, where Juwan Gary was off the floor and they had difficulty getting to shooters in space. They got to look at film in three minute stretches to figure out how they're going to defend Casey Tamanaga because they really didn't know how. Right? They really didn't know how and they didn't expect it. And then they got to figure out. I don't know, the easiest thing to figure out, which is how to get the biggest human playing basketball in the NCAA to basketball on a regular and consistent basis. Like, figure that out. Figure that how you got the best player in the country and you haven't mastered the point of getting him the ball. That's what they need to talk about. Them three, them three things, if they've figured out those three things, it's a blowout. If they haven't figured out those three things, they got another slugfest. Yeah, I mean, Purdue, Purdue's going to – they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna get uh, big fella started early because uh, they you know the, Nebraska did a pretty good job on them. See you know I'm, I'm coming with a different game plan in particular if I'm Nebraska right. I think Blaze Keita's back. We got um, uh, Wilhelm. He, he's gonna he, he's gonna probably most likely start. I assume. I guess Fred's gonna hold it all to the very end. So you're gonna have some size in there. Still gonna be up to be able to free free up D Walker. So in the first game they did a really good job of shutting down big man right, but they lost because. They had shooters hit timely threes, or the and they and also the shooters that they had kept them in the game when Nebraska actually had control of the game. So Purdue could go three three possessions without you know making a basket, but on that third when you hit a three, it kind of makes up. It's almost a possession and a half. So conversely, I'm not letting Big Fella have like 40 and 20 
but I'm okay if you get 24 points and 12 rebounds. I'm running everybody off the three-point line, and I'm making them completely uncomfortable. And the reason why is because without Gary and his length coming for the double team, active hands, quick off the floor, I'm trying to play a little bit different. So now I'm going to try to just wear everybody else out, send two guys at big man. D. Walker, you got to come up big. Greasel got to come up big. Bandamel, I need two or three threes out of you. Kase Tamanaga, they're going to be ready for you. So then, therefore, I need you to be able to go to the rack, maybe assist, assist get a couple runouts. Second half, I'm going to look for you to hit some bombs. That's what I'm trying to do. If, if they, they are going to study the Rutgers tape, they're going to study their first Nebraska game and be more than ready in their playing at home. So at home, what do I do? Second, third, and fourth type of players and a bench guy usually come ready to play. Now I got to go for them. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like playing a little cat and mouse. Because yeah. I know you're a left-handed player, and you try to probably Debo me when we came down here. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull the chair out and underneath you, get a quick run out, get in your hand, head a little bit, pinch you a little bit, get you in a technical foul, get you on the bench, and then I'm going to drop you for 30, and then I'm going to make sure I'm getting on the bus, get out of town out of Bellevue before you try to hem me up. Deuce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know I got a Strick and Strick, everybody's asking me where Strick is. I don't know where you at, but I can't wait till you get home, man, because I can't wait to get up in here and get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? Every day I'll be looking for, for you sure. to be black back then. You know what I'm saying? So next, when, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. When, when I see you next week, I'm just going to back in right next to you, man. Just slow roll. And I'm, you know what? Strick, when I back in and back that truck in, I'm going to just roll it in with the pinky. You know, the old school play attire. And he can block, you know, block your ride in. No, I block, block. I block Sipple in, but I'm going I'm I'm to give Strick plenty of room. Give me some room. Give me a little room. Give me, give me about fifty feet. Yeah. <laughs> DP, yes, what you sir. guys got going on in old school as we get out of here? Man, it's play NFL playoff weekend. We need to, we we yeah, we go we go, we go hear from Professor Foreman about football. It's it's uh. it's, it's it's the Masters class one hundred and one starts in about eight minutes. Hey, I'm gonna hold it up there on you, straight. Leave it up. Leave it up. <laughs> the weekend is here. Uh, DP, uh, DJ, and the old school crew will be coming uh, back talking about the NFL football playoffs. We are on the block. We've got to be. Uh, we're going to be out of here. Purdue tonight. Also, we will see you next week on the block right here, ninety-three-seven. The ticket, the ticketfm.com. Have a good weekend, folks. Peace. We're out of here.